Hello everyone and welcome back to the Better Watch Horror Podcast. I am your host Patrick. And I'm Celeste. And as always, we are here to share our love of everything horror. And true crime. You were excited because we're back on our true crime shit this week. Yay. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, we delayed this episode because I wanted to get all the facts because there was so much to uncover in this true crime. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, we thought we could kind of do it how we usually do in sort of a couple of days and then... We ended up watching the documentary that's on Netflix and then that turned into like a big spiral and we're like, we can't do it. No. We I have to delay it because we to. need to, we need a deep dive. We had to justify this so much because yeah. there's just, yeah, it just, there's like one side of it and then there's another side and another side and you're like, fuck, where does this end? And I mean, watching the documentary, I changed my like theory of what happened, and which I, we'll get into later. And I created one no one ever thought about, <laughs> which was crazy. <laughs> but we will get into that. So yeah, this happened when we were nine. Yeah. And it's very understandable why my mother is so overprotective of me. Yeah. We are talking about the disappearance of Madeline McCann. Yes. Well, I had to get you to say that because I kept saying McCann or McCain, like the food. Yeah. So I was like, look, let's do one more and I'll take over. Yeah, this is like the third time trying (laughs) or fourth time, either or either. But yes, Um, this little girl just vanished out of thin air. Yeah. So 28th of April in 2007, the McCanns arrived in Praia de Luz in Portugal for a week's holiday. Maddie was three years old. And the family was from England and she disappeared from her bed in the holiday apartment on the 3rd of May. So they'd been there, what, four days? So yeah. they were almost Quick almost mass. home time. Five days. Yeah. So with Madeline, there was also her younger brother and sister who were twins and then Kate and Jerry, her parents, and then there was her parents' friends as well that like they all went on this big like holiday. Yeah. All together. Yeah. So one night all the adults go out to dinner. Leave the kids at home asleep. Like they put them into bed first, go out to dinner. Every so often one of the adults would take a turn to go check on the kids to yeah. make sure everything was okay. Uh Kate goes to check and realizes that Maddie is missing. She's out of her bed. Panic ensues. As it would. Yeah. Yeah, so it was about 10 o'clock. So they'd been gone for like an, an hour, hour and a half, half Yeah, at this at their dinner or whatever. And then, yeah, they called the police. The investigation starts. And it was a very long and stressful investigation, it's, to say the least, because it is still going. Yeah, it's still going. No one knows anything about this girl's whereabouts. Whatever. We don't know if she's dead. Well, we just presume. Assume, sorry. We assume that she's dead. Statistically speaking, yeah. after 24 hours, the percentage of Finding chance them alive. of her being alive is slim and slim and it just keeps going on and on and on. Now, we don't have kids, so I don't feel like there's a 
place for me to say this, but I probably wouldn't leave my kids alone in a foreign country. I understand. I've talked to a lot of people at work about this. As soon as I said, hey, we're doing the disappearance of Maddie McCain. 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 You did it for oh, the I've first time. Oh, Maddie. Keep going. Mc- Madeline. Madeline McCann. Yes. Yes, got it right. Fuck me. <laughs> I struggle with this. I talk to a lot of people who have kids and they're like, yeah, it's, I'd do that because like you need your time away from your kids. You want to just have fun with your partner or other adult friends, which I understand. I understand fully, but I mean, I just leave them strapped to my side mostly. But yeah. then again, we don't have kids. They could annoy the shit out of me and I'd be like, <laughs> oh, fuck, I totally understand why you'd leave them. Yeah. Well, they're only 55 meters away. And they yeah. could still see the apartment. Like it was literally, there was like a like a sort of bit of pavement and a hedge blocking the, like that was the distance away. Yeah. And the way they were getting into the apartment was through a back patio door that was only able to be locked from the inside. So they left it unlocked. So that they could come and go easy to check yeah. on them. So in order, Jerry, when checked on the kids first, this was about at 5 past 9 p.m., he went into the room, saw Maddie was fine, the other two kids were fine. So then he, I don't think he fully shut the door. They said he didn't fully shut the door in the documentary. Uh, and then the next like 20, 30 minutes, Kate was like, oh, I'll go up. But her friend, Matt, was like, no, no, I'll go check. And he didn't even make it to the room. He saw a light and heard a noise. Oh, and but and he just assumed that it was one of the twins rolling over in their sleep. So he thought nothing of it and went, yeah, they're fine. The one that's interesting is 10 minutes before Maddie goes missing, I think their friend Jane yeah. goes to look and she sees a man walking across the street holding a child, similar age to Maddie, light-coloured pyjamas, blonde hair. Like limp in his arms. And she didn't think anything of it. Yeah, pops her head in, thinks... That they're there. Mm. And then Kate went to go check it, yeah, 10 p.m. Yeah. And she was like, oh, yeah, the door's open. And I don't think it was, but maybe someone else had opened it in their check. And also the window or like the shutters on the window were open. Yeah. So what happened when Kate checked was she opened the door, looked, seemed like everything was fine. And as she went to shut the door, a gust of wind slammed it on her. So then she burst into the room and realized Maddie wasn't there anymore. Yeah, I could not imagine that panic. That oh, you'd be you'd be terrified. Yeah, like that's the worst thing that can happen to someone. Yeah, and then yeah, the panic starts in. They're calling the police. These police are saying they were notified late, so they weren't there until ten past eleven at night. But I mean, I will get into that because <laughs> this whole Portugal police force is sketchy as shit. We'll get into that later. I will get into that. <laughs> But, like, I just, they had all the staff and all the residents looking for her and not a sign. No, nothing. Like, it just, it baffles me that a three-year-old girl has just vanished Missing. out of thin air. Yeah. No fingerprints on the windowsill when they finally did that. Yeah. Like, no sign of forced entry when they finally checked. Yeah. Like, it just makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. So, let's talk about this police force that first went into there all right so they like obviously police tape on the door all that normal shit they didn't block off this apartment at all so the parents were walking in the family friends were walking in so you've got fingerprints everywhere everywhere now so you don't know who the 
fuck it is. Yep. There's like 20 different people that have been in there. Yep. That is stupid. It also took them six days to finally do road checks and roadblocks. Which should be the first thing in case a like in case she was kidnapped and they're trying to escape with her. Yeah. Like that's the first thing you do to stop that from happening. Yeah. Like it got so like far from her from the day she was missing to where they are now that the British police got involved and they weren't happy about that. It seemed like they weren't happy about that. Like they had Amaral, who was the lead head detective on it. He was like the chief of police or whatever. Yeah, he was the chief of police at the time and he was like, I don't know why the hell they're here. It's like because you're not doing your job properly. And they brought in, what was the word they used? Is it cadaver? Cadaver? That's a dead body. Yeah. Are you talking about the dogs? The dog. Oh, yeah, cadaver and blood uh, dogs. And this dog found more evidence than they did in two hours, I reckon. Yeah, but it was inconclusive because it wasn't enough DNA or whatever, but those smart puppies. Very smart. (laughs) It was actually interesting because I asked you, what does cadaver mean? I didn't know. I learned something. It's like a dead body. Yeah. And I thought dogs were only used to really sniff out drugs. No, they can sniff out like cancer... Like, if they're trained well enough, they can sniff some good things. Mm. The good kush. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know with these police, honestly. Yeah, it, it honestly seemed like they just didn't really care Yeah. about it. I feel like, and this is part of my theory, it's like they wanted it to end because it's a popular tourist destination, Praia de Luge. A very popular tourist destination. Now they've had a three-year-old girl missing for a long, long time and they're like, our tourism is going Like no one down. wants to come here anymore because no. they think their kids are going to go missing too. So they're like, we need to end this shit now so our tourism comes back up. And guess who they blamed? Robert Murat was the first one to be blamed. Which, to be fair, creepy looking. He is creepy looking. And he didn't do himself any favours. No, not at all. he lived in Prédeluge with his mum and he, because they're both English, he was trying to assist the McCann family by being like a translator between them and just sort of helping them with whatever they needed. But once like the world got wind of this happening, people from all over, like journalists and reporters travelled there to just cover it and be there so that they were, like, the first on the story. Yeah. And a female journalist got really bad vibes and he was and said that he was asking some really weird questions. He, it just seemed like he butted himself in. Like, he's like, here, I'm here to help, but you're just but wrong But it was place. too much. You're wrong place, wrong time. You're the only Englishman that can translate Portugal for us. You're also the only person calling Madeline Maddie. Which seems like too much like you're trying too hard because and the interesting thing yeah. is he is in the documentary and he talks about it yeah and he was like i don't understand why i was just being helpful and i'm like yeah but you gave off bad vibes bro you yeah, gave off bad vibes away. so they raided this bloke's house like his parent his mum's house like i think in the documentary like there's an audio track of his mum coming back and being like what are you doing oh yeah because they like bugged the house <laughs> they bugged the house this is what annoys me. So they talk about how they've had missing children in Portugal before, but they don't really have CCTV anywhere in Portugal at this time. It's only in servo stations, petrol, petrol stations. stations. I'll say for everyone else <laughs> who doesn't know what a servo is. And 
Um, they busted out everything for Maddie. There was cameras, forensic scientists, the bugging, like everything. They were tearing this fucking place down. And then you hear about like, we didn't give a fuck about this kid or this kid or this kid who are Portuguese kids. Yeah. Like. But I've seen it time and time again when I watch true crime documentaries and stuff and it, it always seems like the world and the police and everyone like that only care about white people. Yeah. Which is so stupid because... A child's a child. If a child's missing, fucking let's care about that's it. That's what I mean. Like, it just, it makes no sense and is so stupid. Yeah. Oh, man. Not only was Robert Murat suspected, his friend, his work colleague at the time, who was doing like a website for him or something. Yeah, it was like rough. some weird IT thing. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but he was also linked to it because they were, the reporters were asking him like, what do you know about Robert? And he was like, I did some work for him with some computer stuff like I don't know but then like he was throwing away hard drives and everyone's like well that's a bit sketchy what are on those hard drives that you're disposing of Mm. and then the last couple that were named as formal suspects were Kate and Jerry yeah so what they call suspects in Portugal are guidos yeah so these were people that were just of high interest no, they were like formal suspects. Formal suspects. Not even a person of interest. Like they right. were like, they did it. And I, let's, I'll be honest. I walked into this like, yeah, the parents, I was on that train. Like the parents did something. They are the reason she's missing. Maybe she was already dead in her room and they just tried to cover it up and then said, oh, fuck, she's been kidnapped. But you see it in their faces and I'm just sitting there like, I feel so bad for these two like, the police went after Kate so, so hard. hard because she was weaker. They noticed she was the weaker person when they had to front the media. Jerry wasn't as weak. But um, I feel like that's kind of, like, what happens, though, is that, like, the dad or the husband needs to step up to protect their I, family. And it's also the thing of, like, men's mental health, like, don't show weakness. Don't yeah. show that you are sad. Like... I need to be the strong one in here because Kate is the one who's really struggling. It's her baby girl. It's also my baby girl, but I need to be the one. To protect everyone. I need to be the protector. I need to be the saviour. I need to be the strong one in this. Yeah. Fuck, man. Because, yeah, going into this, I thought that it was them as well and thought that, you know, she, she might have, you know, suffocated in her sleep by accident or somehow she's passed away. They've come home, realised that she's passed away and try to cover it up and then that's why the police weren't called until like so late. Yeah. Because then once they kind of figured out their story of what they wanted to say happened and cover it up, then they called the police to be like, oh, she's missing. Yeah. But after watching it, like the documentary, I realised that that is not the case at all because there is no reason why it would have gone on this long and why they would have wasted time on being with their other two children to focus on this yeah, and keep it going for so long. Yeah. That documentary opened my eyes so much more. Yeah. So I'm glad we took the time to actually watch all, well, me, six episodes because I fell asleep during the last two. Yeah, old man. But I'm kind of glad <laughs> that it they weren't really talking about Maddie. They were talking about other missing children. Yeah. But I think that was my only problem with the documentary was 
It wasn't just about Maddie. It wasn't Maddie. just about Maddie. It was talking about all these other kids. And it's not like I don't give a fuck about <laughs> all these other kids. Like, it's still sad that they went missing. One was even ki- – two girls were killed by their, like, teacher or janitor or something at their yeah, school. Yeah, like, in America. Uh, oh, fucked up. Yeah. Like, they said that this resembled, like, when Princess Diana passed away. That's how much traction the media was getting a hold of this story. Yeah, because it was just everywhere. Yeah. And it's still everywhere. Like, when I was researching it, they're like, fuck, there's an article six days ago, four days ago, two days ago. Well, even was it a few months ago where that girl from Poland, I think she was, she thought that she was baddie and wanted to do a a DNA test and get in contact with Jerry and Kate. Yeah. And she did the tests. When they came back, she wasn't Madeline, but she was another missing girl. That's crazy. So she solved her own case, which I think is crazy ridiculous. Yeah. But amazing at the same time. And so ballsy to be like, hey, long shot, but I think that I am this missing girl because look at the resemblance. It's it's weird. She's got a very distinct eye. Like one of her pupils, like a part of it. It's got like a birthmark in it. Yeah. It's like a really cool eye. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what they were looking for, that distinctive feature of hers. Yeah. And it was weird because they were getting photos from, like, everywhere. There were some from Germany, as you said, Poland, like, all the, around the world. People were, like, just finding blonde-haired little girls and saying, that's Maddie. Yeah. And then they're like, no, it's not. But, I mean, you never know, like, it, it's better to just have hope and think that it could be. Because she was kind of a oh, – would she be over that age that she knows who her mum and dad are? Yeah. Or she's still young enough that, like, she doesn't know. And if she was kidnapped, like, the person who kidnapped him is like, that's who she believes that her real parents are. Uh, well, it depends. But I've heard that can happen if you kidnap a person or a young child yeah. at a young age, they could believe that you're actually their parents. It depends. I mean, she was young enough that maybe she she could. I don't know. I mean, like, look at our nephew. He's turned, he's like just turned two. Yeah. And he knows who everyone is and says yeah. their names. Yeah. But I mean, you know, if they are young enough, they can relearn things. And, you know, as they get older, they might think it's a memory, but maybe it, you know, could be something that they watched in a movie or something. Like, it's not actually a memory of like their old life. And whoever kidnapped them is their parent or whatever yeah i want to go back to police attacking kate because it's not the first instance that it happened in. yeah so to give a bit more context it's got so much traction that uh an irish businessman named brian kennedy which sick last name what a last name um he found out about this story and he reached out to kate and jerry and he was like i want to help you with whatever you need and he they he brought his son patrick along as well Yes, I'm famous. It's not me. I was, as I said, I was nine years old at this time. And they were doing whatever they could to help him. And I think when one of the photos from Spain came through, he flew over there with his son to go see if it was Maddie, but in actual fact it wasn't. And he called Kate and Jerry on the phone and said, I'm sorry, it's not Maddie. But what he did was he went to Barcelona and he hired A like the best of the best. Yeah. PI. And... He was going through and he's looking at Kate and Jared and he's like, no, nah, it's not them. You can see it. Like no parent would be like that if they had killed their child. Yeah. Then he looked at Robert and he's like, it's not him either. He's just trying to be helpful. Looked at the Russian bloke who was working with Robert at the time. It's not him. 
he's just an innocent man and this just getting tarnished because that's what the police were doing at the time in Portugal. Because they were just grasping at straws and wanting to close the case. Yeah. So he looked further into some of these missing children's stories and he came across one from this four-year-old girl that apparently was chopped up and put in well, a Well, she was eight. Eight, sorry. Eight. Yeah, it happened in 2004 though, so three years before this happened. Yes. No. Yes. Five years? When did this happen? 2007. Yeah, sorry. Three years. No, you did good maths. <laughs> so there's a story of this eight-year-old girl that got chopped up and put in a small fridge and it was by her uncle and her mother and apparently it was because she had walked in on her mother having sex with her brother. Yeah, which I mean, it just seems like a really far-fetched story to begin with. Yeah, and he's looking into it and then there's like a photo comes across that the mother was beaten up and she's blaming the police. And the two police officers that were in the documentary, Amaral and this other guy, they were really sketchy about it. They're like, no, we never beat her. Like, blah, blah, blah. But if we did beat her, it's nothing worse than what she would have got in prison. It's like, um, so are you kind of admitting it? Yeah. But also, th- she goes in to the police station, no bruises, no black eyes. Yeah. Fine. Gets questioned, walks out, and she's covered in bruises. So what else would have happened? Well, they blamed it on a trip. Down a flight um, of stairs. Okay, I'm sorry, but that is like the oldest excuse in the book for if you've yeah. ever got a black eye and everyone's like, oh, I just hit my face on a doorknob. Yeah. Like, no, no, that's not what happens. So he's looking into this case and he's like, the uncle and the mum confessed that they killed this young girl, put her in the fridge, blah, blah, blah. He done then does a demonstration of it, of it and goes, it is physically impossible to put an eight-year-old girl, even if you cut her up, in this tiny fridge. Because she just doesn't fit. So that's bullshit. Then he's looking at their like confessions and he's like, this is also bullshit. Because the uncle's story, he kept contradicting himself. Yeah. And backtracking. And it was like he didn't know what he was actually talking about, which would make sense if it wasn't so, true. And it's weird because then you learn that they did this beforehand and it's like they just want to pin it on someone so as i said they can get their tourism back like yep. people will want to come to the country case again. closed oh, i was just the parents no nothing sketchy going on here so seeing that they did the same thing to kate and jerry i was like what the fuck is going on in that yep. country at this time yeah obviously it could be a lot better now i don't know i've never been to portugal I hear mm. it's really nice though <laughs> but it it just makes it all the more when you see like they're Around the time Maddie's disappearance, there was a group of four men asking around for donations for an orphanage near Praia de Luz. Like, but it was a bit sketchy. Everyone was like, they're not really saying anything about this orphanage. And they're like, they're just what asking orphanage? For money. Yeah. There's no name of the orphanage. There's no nothing. They just want the money. And they kept saying like, oh, yeah, this, um, we've got a little English girl. Like, her parents were in a car accident. So now we're going to look after her. And the people that, were getting door knocked on they contacted the police and they were like something's off yeah and the police are like no it's fine nothing's wrong mm. fancy that fancy that it it got to a point that one of these men was at the door of this woman oh. and he was talking to her but he was so fixated on the three-year-old girl that was sitting on the floor that it got to the point that the mother went up to do laundry I think it was like the next day even. Or the next day. Yeah, probably. The next day the mum goes up to do the laundry and as she comes down the stairs, that man... Is in her house. Is in her house, standing next to 
her three-year-old daughter and he just bolts and she tries to chase after him. And it's interesting because then they link that to when Jane saw the man walking across the street and they're like, actually, that could be the same bloke that kidnapped Maddie. Yeah, because the lady did a sketch with the police sketch artist and Jane also gave one the best that she could and they kind of matched. Like Jane's didn't have any facial features because Mm. it was across the street. Well, the Portuguese one was shit. It was like... An oval oval shape with, like, little strands to represent hair. No face. Yeah, but that was before the proper Yeah, so the British police brought in a proper FBI sketch artist. Yeah. And she did, like, got Jane's statement and got, like, the whole figure. And she's like, yeah, that's what I saw. I was like, well, there's the start. And then they get the call from this woman and she disrupts the facial features. They go back to Jane and Jane's like, Yes, that could be the bloke. I think she said, did she say she was like 80% sure? She was 80% sure that was the man. Yeah. Which brings me to my conspiracy theory okay. on this whole thing. I believe, because let's also talk about that Amaral was dismissed by the British Prime Minister. He called the Portugal police station and said, dismiss that man. I don't want him on this case anymore. Fair. And he's in the documentary like, well, why does he care? Like, he's the... <laughs> He's the fucking Prime Minister of England. Like, why would he care? It's like maybe because a three-year-old girl from his country has gone missing for over 200 days now. And, and you don't give a here shit. talking shit about my police force not doing a thing to try and find Maddie, and everything you're saying is just sketchy as. Yeah. So my theory is, is that there was a pedophile ring in Portugal at this time. And the police. And the police knew about it. it. But they were just looking to pin it on English people because who would want to go to Portugal if there is a Portuguese pedophilia ring there? Yeah. So I believe that Maddie was kidnapped, probably killed by these group of four men. That is my theory. Okay. My theory is that... So another thing in the documentary was that this group of friends, so the like restaurant that they'd booked at for dinner didn't usually take like bookings like in advance and they were trying to book for a week so that every night at the same time they could go to the same restaurant because it was so close to their rooms to be able to check on the kids when they needed to. And they allowed it, like the restaurant allowed it, even though they usually wouldn't. And I think it was Kate had seen maybe when like they were like the private investigator was doing investigating in the reservation book. It literally said in the book, kids will be at home. So I think it was some sort of inside job by someone knew that the parents would be out, were watching the apartment like a hawk and knew that the rotation of adults coming in and knew when their time to strike was and kidnapped her. That is a good theory. And I also believe that they might have drugged the twins because even though they were babies, there is no way... They wouldn't have been. They wouldn't have woken up to some sort of struggle because yeah. I, I'm assuming Maddie would have been like a fighter. Yeah. So, and I think that they probably sedated her as well. Yeah, probably. So that's my theory, but I sadly don't think she's with us anymore. Either. No, I think it's at that point. It's been 16 years now, and I no th- one has come forward about anything. Yeah, well, interesting because I saw when I was like looking up for last minute notes for this that there was a bloke that's a prime suspect right now and his friend confessed that, yeah, he killed her. 
Yeah. Like he's the one that kidnapped her and he killed her. I can't remember the names. I apologize. But like, look it up. It, it was like two days ago. Yeah. Which it's is still scary. crazy. Like they're still talking about this shit and like we still have no idea because the British police officer that was talking like that was in the like news article video, he was like, we now have like these telephone recordings and we know where the telephones were at the time. And he's like, why the hell didn't we have this years ago when it happened? Yeah. Like he's it just doesn't it make just sense. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's also very good that it is something that's still talked about now because I feel like it gives you hope that she's not forgotten about. Like as a parent, like you would hope that were this to happen, you would hope that people wouldn't give up Yeah. on f- trying to find your kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have some more conspiracy theories. Yeah. Some Just more. thought I'd end off with some little fun-ish conspiracies. Because you talked about one of them as a joke. Because I was like, could you imagine? And then it's number 10, so we'll get there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, go okay. through them. So number one, a botched burglary. So robbery gone wrong. Someone's broken into the room trying to rob the place. Kills Maddie. And then they panic because they killed her, so then they hide her body or whatever. Taken by child traffickers, which is your theory. Oh, so, okay, yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Same, same. Kate and Jerry are involved. Old news. Uh, the Portuguese predator, because apparently there was like, along with like the four group of men, there was like this also one guy that was linked to like um, sexual assaults on five other young girls at like a Portuguese like resort thing. Yeah. And this one is very fascinating to me. Number five, taken by a childless couple. So the, like to me, I just don't understand how... You could just be like, yeah, let's kidnap this child and I'm going to be so delusional about it that this is now my child and that is like I'm her parent. Yeah. Like I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get that either. Crazy. Number six, a bizarre bid to boost Portuguese tourism. (laughs) Which I mean isn't far-fetched. No, it's not far-fetched at all. Because I mean everyone was talking about Portugal and... All that sort of stuff. So, I mean... It and everyone was going to Portugal at the time. Yeah. To uh, investigate and things like yeah. that. Investigate. <laughs> um, number seven, Maddie's already been found. Some believe Maddie was found alive years ago. Due to the fact that their case is so high profile, the McCanns are alleged to have kept the news secret. This is so they can be left to live their lives in private, it has been claimed. The only way they could protect their daughter, the theory goes, was to let the public think she was still missing. Yeah. But obviously there's no evidence about that. Nah. A tragic accident. One theory is that Maddie wandered off from the apartment and fell into a well. Yeah, that could be a little bit believable. Yeah. I don't think she would, though, like, to be honest. She was three. There was really no talks about any wells near the the, um, apartment, holiday apartments anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine, killed by a pedophile. Oh, well, there, there's my theory. Yeah. And then number 10, the enigma theory. <laughs> the theory that Madeline never existed. Um, some apparently think she was made up by the British government to distract attention from other news stories or to raise money for the country. And theorists even claim that Kate and Jerry are high-paid actors. Because there was a hotline created and there was also a... The fundraiser created for Maddie. Yeah, but I mean, like, and if they got enough money or paid enough, all their friends were in on it, 
family were in on it. Like, I mean, kind of makes sense. By the way, these theories came from a website called entertainmentdaily.co.uk. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought that they were uh, very interesting. Yeah, no, but, that um, is interesting. Yeah, just a sad story about little baby. Yeah, it as I said, it still astonishes me that like she just vanished and no one knows anything. There's no evidence. There's no nothing. Yeah. There's too much evidence because the police couldn't block off the damn apartment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. That is the disappearance of Maddie McCann. Yes, I said it right. First time. Let's go. <laughs> Go me. Mm. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Yes, I will still never be okay with true crime, especially when it's dealing with kids. Yeah. Yeah, crazy to think that this is still going on to this day. Yeah. And all the links will be like in all the posts yeah, and the notes and, we and stuff. Yeah, if you have yeah. any information about Maddie, it will be in the description of our audio track on YouTube and also our podcast Yeah, that's what I said, all the notes. Yeah, all the notes. Yeah, I said that. Uh, well, I've got the results for our Boo Boo Redo poll right in front of me. Would you like to know what we are doing? I already know. Yeah, we're doing wrong turn next week. You guys are mean to me. Why? I swear. You didn't want to do a movie about cannibals? No. Oh, uh, is it the first movie we've done about cannibals? No. Yes. I'm trying to think now. I don't know. I don't know. We've done so many movies now. But anyway... That has been us. You can always follow us on Instagram at Better Watch Horror Pod. Uh, Twitter, official BWH Pod. TikTok, BWH Pod. And obviously, our YouTube and Patreon, Better Watch Horror. And that's it. We will see you next week for our wrong turn, Boo Boo Redo. Bye. Bye. <laughs>